1: And now, Roma Wines, R-O-M-A, Roma Wines, present... Suspense. i Roma Wines, bring you the MGM star, Miss Susan Peters. And they call me Patrice. A suspense play produced, edited, and directed for Roma Wines by William Spears. Suspense. Radio's Outstanding Theater of Thrills is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wine. That's R-O-M-A. Roma Wines. Those better-tasting California wines enjoyed by more Americans than any other wine. For friendly entertaining, for delightful dining. Yes, right now, a glass full would be very pleasant, as Roma Wine bring you Susan Peters and a remarkable tale of... Suspense...
2: cook a meal like that, Hugh?
1: <laughs> you can't do better than that. It's the all scores for you, young lady.
2: Why, <laughs> oh, Mr. Hazard? I thought it was a wonderful dinner. And thank
1: you. Oh, forget it. Nice to have you with it.
2: Hugh, I think I'll step into the ladies' lounge here and do a little printing. I always feel so messy on these trays. Okay, I'll be. being nervous. Nervous? About meeting his people. His brother and his mother, that is. His dad is dead. They're terribly wealthy, I guess. I suppose I'm a snob. That shouldn't make any difference, should it? It's nice, though. But they'll like you, don't you worry. But sometimes I'm afraid they'll expect that nothing less than a raving beauty is good enough for their hue. I know I'm not that. Don't they even know what you look like? Not even a picture. Isn't that awful? But you see, we were married in Europe. We were both working for Unlawn. And then we had a chance to get a boat back home the next day. And all we had time to do was send them a cable. And now I'm scared to death. Does your own family live in California? I don't have any family. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right a long time ago. Oh, would you mind holding my ring while I wash? I have such a horror of losing it. It slipped down a drain in Paris once and they had to take the whole pipe out to get it back. Oh, it's a lovely ring, isn't it? I told Hugh we shouldn't spend so much money on a ring, but you know how men are sometimes. See what it says on the inside? Hugh and Patrice. That's
3: nice. Well, try it on if you want to. Isn't it supposed to be bad luck? I, I mean to take your ring off
2: luck. I couldn't have any bad luck. Oh, my oh, nice. this road is rough.
3: Two days. What happened to? To who? There was another girl. I, I was talking to another girl, and then. Is she all right? Did you know her very well? Just on the train. Is she all right? No. She's dead? Yes. Oh. Is there anyone else you want to ask about? What happened to? To him? Yes. You're going to have to be a very brave girl. can you be? Yes. Your husband yeah. wasn't saved either, Patrice. Uh. afternoon, the nurse came in with a big bunch of flowers. Well, we're looking lots better today. I feel better. Where did those come from? Do you think you feel well enough to have visitors? Visitors? Of course, you don't have to. Who? Can't you guess, honey? Oh, but, but I, I don't think that i Oh, now, honey, it'll do you a world of good. Well, I, I'm frightened. Frightened? But I... I've never seen them before. You haven't? Well, I declare. Now, don't you worry one little bit, honey. They're just the nicest folks you'd ever meet anywhere. I know they think an awful lot of you. Do they? I'll bring them in. Uh, Mrs. Harmage, you can come in now. Then. Only just a minute or two ago. Yes, I am. Patrice. I'm Hugh's mother. How do you do? And this is my other son, Bill.
4: Hello, Patrice.
3: Hello. My dear, you know we can only stay a minute. But I... Well, I don't want to talk about anything that's painful to you. It's all right. I just want you to know that your loss, our loss, is something I hope we can overcome together.
4: We both feel that, Patrice.
3: Thank you. Now, as soon as you're well, in a few days, we're going to take you home with us to Caulfield. And we want you to know that our home... Will be your home. Always. Oh, I... I don't think... Now,
4: that. you let us do the planning for a while, Patrice. I'm afraid you're not in very good shape for it just yet.
3: Patrice, from everything we both know of Hugh, we know he'd want it that way, don't we? It's hard to lose a son. And it was hard for you to lose your mother. I know. But it'll be easier now. Now that I have a daughter. And you have... A mother. You see? I... I don't know what to say, Mrs. Hazard. Not Mrs. Hazard, dear. From now on, it's mother. I... You see, I... Come on, my dear. Say it. Yes. Mother. Oh. through that and suddenly had a chance to trade it all in for security and wealth and a home. Just because somebody somewhere made a little mistake. You're the daughter-in-law of a wealthy family in California. And all you have to do is keep your mouth shut and not deny it. What would you have done? I kept my mouth shut. And there were clothes and a car and a lovely room of my own. And the mother. My brother in law. A brother in law. A treat. Because I wasn't Helen George anymore. I wasn't the poor, bedraggled little girl who'd been divorced two months ago by a rotten reach of a husband. I was a For two months. And then everything seemed to happen at once. And just one day. Today. Began at breakfast this morning. More coffee, Bill? No, thanks.
4: i have to run in a minute.
3: You know, Patrice, I was in Paris once, as a girl, oh, many years ago.
2: Tell me, has it changed much since those days?
4: Changed? How can she answer that, Mother? She wasn't there when you were, so how could she know if it's different than it was then?
3: Oh, you know what I mean. Don't be so technical. (laughs) Why, yes, yes, it has changed, I suppose. You and you were married there, weren't you? No, Mother, London...
4: Don't you remember the letter with some London letterhead?
3: You mean the cable? No, dear. I remember the cable, of course. I mean the letter. And I'm positive it had a Paris postmark, There, <laughs> I have it right upstairs somewhere I can show you.
4: Well, you hardly have to do that. Patrice certainly knows where she was married.
3: All right, Smarty, we'll see. Which was it, Patrice? London or Paris? It was London. Well... Oh. I could have sworn, So we looked right away for Paris, you see. I think what happened was that Hugh wrote the letter in London, and we well, didn't get a chance to mail it until we got to Paris. Well, that probably was it. Funny, I don't remember anything about London, though.
1: But Mrs. Added the morning mail.
2: Oh, thank you, Susan. Just put it right down here. Yes, ma'am. Bill, Bill, Bill. And circulars. Oh, here's one for you, Bill.
3: Hmm? Fred Ellis, I guess. Oh, thanks. What a treat? There's one for you. For me? Uh-huh. At the local postmark, too. I wonder who it could be from. Why? Well, I don't know. But, Patrice, where are you going? I just remembered. I, I think I let the bathwater running. The bathwater? The letter was typed. It was unsigned. All it said was... Know who you are. It was in the afternoon that I got the phone call, And the hours in between were almost worse than anything else that happened. Wondering who it was who knew who I was. It was just by luck that I was downstairs when it rang. Hello?
5: I'd like to speak to Mrs. Hazard, please. The uh, younger Mrs. Hazard. This is she. Steve. Well, I'm glad at least that you remember me. I was afraid that, uh, under the circumstances you might have forgotten. What do you want? I want to see
3: you. You know that can't be...
5: Oh, but I must. I want to hear all about it. The train wreck and everything. It can't be done. Now, Helen, I simply won't take no for an answer. You'll drive out of town along the lake road, and about five miles out on the left, you'll see a little bungalow with a green coop standing out in front of it. I'll be waiting.
3: Look, Steve...
5: Ellen, for your own good, I think you'd better come. In fact, I know you'd better come.
3: I went, of course. He hadn't changed. A little more run down at the heel, a little more cynical and sardonic than usual, perhaps. But he hadn't changed. Oh, no, he hadn't changed. And after I heard
5: about the train wreck, it was comparatively simple. Oh, by the way, I uh, identified your body. You owe me something for that, at least.
3: Owe you something? Well, don't you think so? Well, what are you doing?
5: Mental, arithmetic?
3: I'm wondering how I could have ever married a man who stooped to blackmail. Oh,
5: come, come, Helen. Let's not be emotional about this. You have a very nice thing here.
3: I don't have a thing. They have the money. But,
5: but uh, you do have your own bank account, don't you? How much do you want? I'm going to be very fair with you, Helen. The truth is I need just enough for a little business venture in Mexico. How much? Only $1,000. If uh, you have neglected to bring your checkbook with you, I have one here. A check? I said I was going to be fair. Don't you see, Helen, when the check goes through the bank and comes back to you with my signature on it, you'll have evidence against me. I think you called it uh, blackmail.
3: Do you know another name for it?
5: I think you're being a little unkind considering that when you get your check back, You'll have permanent insurance against my asking you for any more. Now, here. Make the check out to me, Helen, not cash. And the name is Stephen Georgeson, if you remember. I remember. (laughs) Thank you, dear. I have an idea that I shall make a very handsome profit on this little investment. I hope you do. And when I do, darling, I promise that you will be the first to know.
3: Day. But I might have known that it wouldn't be. I might have known if I'd stopped to think that I was only getting in deeper and deeper. There was a strange car in front of the house when I got back. I tried to come in quietly for fear someone would ask where I'd been. The family was in the library and they couldn't help but see me. Oh, the Yes, Mother. will oh, you come in a minute, my dear? Patrice, uh, do you know Mr. Winslow? I don't believe I do. Miss Winslow is our attorney. How do you do?
4: Sit down, Patrice. Join the party.
3: Yes, dear. We want you to hear this. It concerns you.
5: Well, I, uh, I think I've just about done my part. The rest of it is up to
4: you two now. All right. Shall I sign now? Well, I think you'd better tell Patrice first.
3: Don't you think she ought to know?
1: Oh, I'll tell her if you like. Perhaps I can explain it a little easier. You see, Missus Hazard is changing her will.
3: Her, her will?
5: Yes. Previously, her estate had been equally divided between her two sons, but now, since there is uh, only one remaining heir, that is Bill, she's adding a codicil,
4: providing that one half of her estate shall now go to you. Well, don't look that way about it. You're not doing anybody out of anything, Patrice. I have the business dad left for me. No.
3: No, you mustn't do it. It was Bill's own suggestion, my dear. I don't want any part of her. Don't you see? She feels that way on account of Hugh. Oh, I know, Mother. That... <laughs>
4: Patrice.
1: Uh, You'd better go after her and a talk.
4: All right, Patrice. Uh, wait a minute. Listen to me.
1: Patrice, what in the world? I, you and Mother have been
3: so wonderful to
4: me. Oh, why not? You're one of the family now.
3: I don't deserve it, that's all.
4: Listen, Patrice. There's something I want to tell you very seriously. I'll admit that at first I wondered if you're coming to us, if the money had anything to do with it. I wondered about one or two other little things, but now I know, because I know you, Patrice. And changing the will won't really make any difference now, because I... No.
3: No, wait, Bill. Don't.
4: You know, don't you?
3: Bill... Please, not yet. This isn't the
4: time. I know it hasn't been very long, but I, I've got to tell you. Now, I love you, Patrice. And I want you to marry me. Oh,
3: Bill.
4: Is it as bad as all that? I, I know I didn't say it right. But I see you every day, Patrice. I, I'm with you every day. I, Why I, couldn't I just, you just have given me a few more days? Well, then, there is some hope, Patrice. I, I don't know. Patrice... Is it the past?
3: Oh, no, I, I've never really been in love. I've got to go now, Phil.
4: Are you afraid
3: I'll kiss you? I'm afraid i want you to. Oh, you see, it, it wasn't just the money, the security anymore. Was it all right? At first, I hadn't wanted to go to the Dancer Country Club and be stared at and ask tactful questions about you. Now I was gone. Now it was pure escape from the turmoil of my thoughts and the guilt and indecision. Pure escape. I thought.
4: Well, if I'd known you danced this well. Do I? Hasn't anybody ever told you that before? Not really. Well, then I'll continue you're by far the most beautiful girl here. Am I? Oh, oh, oh. You know quite well you're perfectly aware of all this. And if you weren't, one look at that stag line would tell you.
3: Patrice, what's the matter? i, I must
5: Mr. stumbled. Stumble? Oh, not you. I beg your pardon. Do you mind if I come in? Oh.
4: Mrs. Hazard, Mr. George. Oh, this is a very great pleasure, Mrs. Hazard. Bill,
3: I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah, right, Patrice.
5: What are you doing here? Oh, I've been moving in quite the best circles, didn't you know, Dan? You shouldn't be dancing with me. I'm not. No,
3: I'm not. It's not
5: safe. Is there anything that is for someone in your position?
3: Leave me alone, can't
5: you? I want to talk to you about that. No, no, not yet. Yes, I, I, I guess you're right. Come on, let's go out on the veranda. What I have to say won't take very long, dear. Hmm. Oh, yes, yes. I think it's much better out here. All right, Steve. What about the check? Oh, yes, indeed. It's uh, quite the nicest check I've ever had.
3: In fact, I've still got it. Aren't you going to cash it?
5: I'm afraid you weren't thinking very clearly this afternoon, Helen. You remember I told you that once that check passed through the bank and came back to you with my signature on it, you would be holding evidence against me.
3: Yes. But, of
5: course, if I don't catch it, if I just hang on to it, then I'm holding evidence against you, dear quite damaging evidence. Don't you see?
3: What do you want now?
5: Helen, I'm afraid I'm not interested in a mere thousand dollars.
3: Then give it back to me and I'll give you more. Whatever I can.
5: Oh, no, 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 Helen. I have no intention of giving this check back to you. But do you see this envelope? Yes. You'll notice that it's addressed to William Hazard at his office so that you can't accept it. It contains that check and it's going into the mail tonight. You wouldn't do that, Steve. Oh, yes, I would. Unless... Unless what? Unless you take a little drive with me that I've planned for tonight. Oh, it's not far, just to Hastings, but it's over the state line, and there's a justice of the peace there.
3: Justice of the peace? Mm-hmm.
5: And he's going to make us man and wife all over again. Mr. and Mrs. Stephen George. Didn't No. Then I'll mail the check
3: Why? Why? Why do you have to do this?
5: Mrs. Hazard, whom you've been calling your mother-in-law, can't last forever. And when she goes, of course, you'll inherit a watch. you would estimate about $200,000. Under the laws, your husband, a third of that is mine. And for that kind of money, darling, I can afford to wait. How could you?
3: How could you?
5: You're the bride. I'll let you choose the time, but it must be tonight. Oh,
3: Steve, there must be someone.
5: There isn't. It's tonight, or I mail the check. All
3: right. But late. It's got to be late.
5: I see your point.
3: Three o'clock. All right. I'll meet you at your house. Three o'clock.
5: And then be on time, Helen, because the United States mail is always on time. Oh, there you are,
4: Patrice. Oh, excuse me. Good night, Mrs. Hazard. I've been looking for you.
3: I wasn't too long, was I? Oh,
4: no. Do you know that fellow, Georgeson? No, I... Well, I'm glad you don't. He's no good. Oh? It seems he's a professional gambler. I wasn't sure until tonight, but he's done some of our members out of quite a little money, including me.
3: Bill, would you take me home? I'm terribly tired. Of
4: course. Of course I will. Thanks. Patrice. Yes, Bill? Have you thought about what I said this afternoon? Yes, Bill. Well?
3: I I can't give you an answer. Now. Will it be soon? Yes, Bill. No. Soon. Yeah. There was nothing else to do now. I waited until the house was dark and I was sure everyone was asleep. And then I stepped out and got the gun that I'd found one day in a cupboard in the garage. And I drove out to meet Steve. He didn't need to worry about my being on time. Was right there on schedule.
4: Well, 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 well. Come in, come in. Anything
5: you'd like to have before we start?
3: Yes, I'd like to see the check. Why? Oh, I just want to be sure you still have it. Oh. All right. Here it is, right in my coat.
5: Uh, Helen. Helen, put down that gun.
3: You deserve Helen. it. Ah, ah, you deserve every bit of it. and it there in the fireplace. I threw the gun as far as I could into the lake. And then I drove home and let myself into the dark, quiet house. And although I just killed a man, I slept like an innocent child. Patrice. Patrice. Pick up, Patrice. Bill.
2: Is it?
4: This morning. I, I'm sorry to wake you, but they'd only give me a few minutes.
2: Bill, what's the matter?
4: I've just been arrested for murder. Murder? I just wanted you to know from me, first of all, and tell you I didn't do it. No matter how bad it looks, I didn't do it. But they know I threatened him publicly about the money he cheated me out of, and the bullets were the same as those for a German Mauser I got in the Far East. And people around town knew I had, although they haven't found the gun yet. And then they found me out there. I, I'd gone out to have a showdown with him. Farmer that delivers milk came in just after I got there.
3: Bill. Who?
4: Georgeson. Stephen Georgeson.
3: Oh, Bill. Well,
4: you'll have to come along now, Mr. Hazard. Darling, don't worry. But you know I didn't do it, don't you?
3: Yes, Bill. I know you didn't do it. No. That's why I've written this. It's one of those things you read about in the papers. A signed confession. Oh, they've been terribly nice to me. Hired the best lawyers. They say maybe I won't get too bad a sentence. And Bill says that no matter how long it is, he'll still be waiting. But I wonder...
1: Suspense. Presented by Roma Wines, R O M A, selected for your pleasure from the world's greatest reserves of fine wines. And now we bring back to our suspense microphone the star of tonight's play, one of Hollywood's finest young actresses, Miss Susan Peters.
3: you, Mr. Niles. I didn't know you cared. Why,
1: Susan, you know very well that everyone on Suspense is mad about you. But with that devoted and very, um, husky husband of yours hanging around, I'm afraid we'll have to remain just friends.
3: Friends it is then, Ken.
1: And Susan, when some of your many friends drop in, so you can entertain them in the grand manner, Roma presents you with this gift basket of Grand Estate California wine.
3: Wonderful. Your Grand Estate wines will be just the thing for the holidays.
1: Right, Susan. There's nothing finer than Grand Estate Medium Sherry on any occasion. And Grand Estate Ruby Port or Golden Muscatel are perfect with dessert. Delightful with nuts or cake later in the evening. And I get all those? More besides. Your Roma basket includes Grand Estate Burgundy and Sauternes. Proud wines that add dining pleasure and distinction to any meal. Yes, yeah, Susan, every Grand Estate wine is a distinguished limited bottling by Roma, America's greatest vintner. Every Grand Estate wine is born of choice grapes, then guided to mellow, rich perfection of taste by the unmatched skills and resources of Roma master vintners. When you serve Grand Estate wines, you enjoy the crowning achievement of vintner skill.
3: That's good enough for me, Ken. I've certainly enjoyed being with you all this
1: evening. Well, thank you, Susan Peters. And thanks to Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of The Yearling, for arranging for you to be with us this evening. Next Thursday, same time, you will hear Mr. Joseph Cotton, a star of Suspense. Produced and directed by William Spear for the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California.